0: Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, May 12, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, frontline Dems warn leaders to step up to save their majority. Number two, the race for a seat on House Ways and Means heats up. And number three, about last night's WPCF dinner. All right, Jake, let's get into it. We are leading this morning's... Uh, Punchbowl News AM newsletter with some new warnings by frontline Democrats, those House Democrats who have um, the seats that are most at risk in the midterms, really warning their leaders that it is time to step up uh, and if they have any chance of keeping their majority.
1: Yeah. So this is interesting. We, this is from, uh, this was from Steny Hoyer. Uh, It was the impetus to this because he, not that he told us, but we heard that in a, in a meeting of House Democratic chairs, Hoyer brought up the fact that, that committee chairs need to start moving legislation that, that the frontliners want. So, I mean, part of this, the frontliners are basically suggesting um, that the leadership isn't moving enough legislation that, would addresses the everyday concerns of people. Um, and they're urging them to do more now. What, how do you, how should we think of this? I mean, a part of this is just wishful thinking from House Democratic frontliners, right? I mean, there, there is no silver bullet, right? There is no Hail Mary that's going to save their majority. Now, I'm not suggest, I'm not making it seem, or I'm not trying to make it seem that the, um, that the gripes are not legitimate they are they're absolutely legitimate because um you know these folks go home every weekend and hear and get a lot of flack from their constituents about why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing that and it's frustrating right it's it 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 turns very frustrated it turns very frustrating um Uh, To them. So we found this very interesting. Abigail Spanberger was one of the main kind of um, complainers or main gripers. I don't want to call her a complainer, but she's voicing these concerns um, uh, openly to us, which I found to be very uh, uh, I find to be very interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think what is interesting, not surprising, right? You have a lot of members of Congress that are House Democrats that for months have been concerned about the political... Uh, viability of the president of, of their agenda when they go back home. There's obviously a very frustrated electorate when it comes to inflation, when it comes to gas prices, when it comes to the cost of food. Um, when you look at, you know, now the just kind of supply chain issues with baby formula and other things, those are real issues, right? It's not like these are political, you know, kind of theories out there that they're looking to debate. I mean, they're kind of hearing from constituents just about, you know, kind of is your life better or worse over the last two years? And that is what Democrats are going to have to face when it comes to making the case that they deserve to return uh, to Washington in the midterms. And, you know, you do see some uh, some kind of moves by leadership to uh, a- acknowledgement of these concerns, right, when it comes to, um, so, you know, I think we pointed out in this morning, the House Agriculture Committee crafting legislation to address the lack of competition in the meatpacking industry. You've got energy and commerce working on mental health bills uh, and legislation dealing with the opioid crisis. So they are trying to take on some of these issues. But there's always going to be that frustration that when you're kind of, when you're election is you know less than a year away that you and you feel like you're having this pressure that you're going to want leadership to not only feel like they're being responsive to the more progressive wing of the party but also some of the more moderates So the other thing that I would mention, Anna, just as a caveat
1: here, is that even if Democrats were doing this all along and passing whatever Abigail Spanberger or Josh Gottheimer or any frontliner wants, they'd still probably lose the majority, according to history. Right. I mean, there's we we oftentimes discount or we and members that there's just a this is natural. This is natural. uh, uh, This is part of politics, The, the party in power. Loses the house in the president's first midterm almost always. Could you could could you change that? Sure, of course you could change anything. Um, uh, but I would just say that that is the even if they were doing this all along, it's not a um, it's not a it's not a silver bullet.
0: All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning: uh, a new race heating up. Ways and Means has an open seat. You and I love leadership intrigue, the behind-the-scenes jockeying, whether it comes at the total leadership table or at the kind of powerful committee level, which is what is happening right now. When Representative Tom Reed, the Republican from New York, announced his resignation this week, a new round of fighting over his prize seat on the House Ways and Means Committee, the powerful tax uh, panel, is, uh, is, is already underway
1: yeah, so the, so Tom Reed left and and with him <laughs> with that departure, he got a uh, a ways and means seat opened up. Um these are big seats, right? Tax writing committee, you could raise tons of dough off of this. The main uh the front runner is uh according to the aides we spoke to is David Kustoff, Republican from Tennessee. Uh he's on the financial services committee, so he'd have to give that up if he um if he uh was got on ways and means. Also in the mix, Michelle Steele of California. Uh, she she made a push. She makes a push every time there's a ways and means seat open. There was just a ways and means seat open before. Um, and uh, also in the mix, Brian Style Beth Van Dyne, Young Kim, Scott Fitzgerald, Randy Feenstra, and uh, of note uh, to uh, house close house watchers. Uh, Brian Style has Paul Ryan's old seat. Obviously, Ryan was the chair of the Ways and Means Committee, but this will go get kicked to the House Steering Committee, uh, which will make this decision. And they will this will be there will be a lot of um, a lot of jockeying here. This is a very uh, Ways and Means seats don't come open too often, especially not in the middle of a Congress. You'd have to have a resignation or something else um, of that matter. But, you know, once you get on Ways and Means, you're on pretty much um, absent some you know, some event that I'm not thinking of. Uh, so, you know, you got to make a big
0: push here. going to be very interesting to watch and just really a foreshadowing of all of the jockeying that we're going to see uh, between now and uh, the election. And certainly afterwards, depending on what happens with the majorities. Uh, let's move on to the number three story of uh, the morning, Jake. They've got jokes. Uh, it's always interesting when members of Congress try to play comedian. But last night, was uh, the Washington Press Club Foundation dinner? I am a board member, so just a caveat: I'm going to be a full stand for all things WPCF. Uh, but it was a it was a really fun night. Uh, we at Punchbowl News hosted the VIP pre dinner reception, and our very own Heather Kegel. Was this year's co-chair of the dinner? Uh, Jake, talk to us about the the members of Congress. It was Senator Joni Ernst, Republican from Iowa, and Representative Pete Aguilar, Democrat from California, who went head to head as the headliners.
1: Yeah, this is uh, it was fun, Anna. I I had a very great time. Uh, no, it was it was a, it was really cool. Uh, this is the Congressional Correspondence Dinner, as we call it, not the White House Correspondence Dinner. It's very much our. Um, our world of people on Capitol Hill, members of Congress. Our uh, uh, we had guests last night, including Nicole Malliotakis, Richie Torres, um, Jim Banks, Lisa Blunt Rochester. Um, so w- we had a, a really nice time with them. You know, Ernst and Pete Aguilar were the. As you mentioned, were the uh, uh, entertainment. Uh, listen, it's a tall task for members of Congress to be funny. Luckily, Ernst <laughs> and and Aguilar were very funny. Uh, they had their they had their moments, um, and. Uh, I, I'm not going to tell any of the jokes uh, because you know they don't. They're not going to land if I tell them. I am decidedly unfunny. I don't know at five
0: fifteen in the morning it might land, Jake. It could. It this could be your la- new future.
1: It, yeah, right. It, it, it. I'll tell you how it would land on its face. <laughs> um, and it's and it's funny. It's much funnier when when people have been drinking wine for several hours. So so it was. No, it was really fun. It was a great time. Um, uh, Carol Simpson of ABC News got a uh, formerly of ABC News got the um uh Lifetime Achievement Award. They also honored um Koki Roberts, the late Koki Roberts, who is uh uh was a long time, obviously a longtime figure in DC journalism. And uh, uh she was honored by Nancy Pelosi, who gave a very nice, uh, very nice speech about uh about uh, Cokie Roberts, Cokie Roberts' husband, Steve Roberts, uh, formerly of the New York Times, uh, and a professor, I might add, uh, at least he was at GW, where I went to school, uh, showed up with his, I believe, kids and grandkids. So it's very nice evening. Um, and I will say, uh, just as a side note, there was a, uh, they gave out Lucira, or Lucira, I believe it is, uh, testing, which is a kind of a, a take-home PCR-level test, um, which is, I I mean, I think it's really cool to be able to do that and have a pretty good sense, although I just had COVID, so I have a pretty good sense I'm not going to get it two weeks later, but um, just have a pretty good sense that you're safe. Uh, And I think we'll be seeing, obviously, we'll be seeing a lot more of that uh, as we kind of head into year 5,000 of this pandemic. (laughs)
0: All right. And just want to note to everybody, we uh, launched our new ESG platform, The Punch Up. And today we are announcing our racial equity cohort. You can go to Punchbull.news and go to the Punch Up page and read the profiles of the folks who we are going to be bringing together from the industry, from... Um, the White House from Capitol Hill to have a conversation in the first one, which is going to be focused on racial equity um, here in the next uh, couple of weeks. And so really excited about the group that we are bringing together for that. And with that, thank you so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.